Welcome to Healing Place Church, where our mission is to be a healing place for a hurting world. Listen each week for updated content and be sure to share with your friends. We hope this podcast is a blessing and a resource to you as you pursue God daily. So today, if you're taking notes, we're going to jump right into this. Today, the title of the message is Paul, Felix, and Convenience Fees. Let's pray together before we get started. God, we love you. We thank you that you are here. God, in worship, as we lifted your name, I felt your presence so strong. God, and we lift you up. And when we lift you up, there's change in our hearts. In your presence, things get better. And so, God, I pray as we look into your word that you change us. Open our ears, open our hearts, and open our minds. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, you know, over the last few months, we've all been challenged to look for different ways of doing things, right? Am I right? You know, grocery shopping was super easy before. Well, unless you're like me and you had four kids, it wasn't ever easy. But how many of you, let's, by show of hands, you've used grocery pickup or delivery since March of this year? Hold them up high. If you're watching online, give us a hand up. If that's you, two hands if you use it all the time. Let me just tell you, a couple of months ago, somebody told me about this amazing thing. And it was a game changer. Because if you've ever seen me in the grocery store and I'm at Costco, I always have the debate in my head. Do I put all four kids in the cart and then I have no room for the groceries I have to buy for them? Or do they all walk and just pull down on the groceries? It is a struggle. So when I found about grocery pickup, I wanted to hug the lady who brought me my groceries. You know, most people, they're used to the people complaining. And I was like, thank you, that's milk. Oh, you brought it? You picked this out for me? I was so grateful. It was a game changer. Now, if you're like me, you're always looking for something convenient. Something that makes your life a little bit easier. So I did a little research. I thought we could have some fun. I found three products we're going to check out. You're going to see a picture on the screen of this first one. These are all products that are out there that can make your life easier. Anybody want to guess what this is? We got some glasses here. These are called horizontal lazy glasses. (laughs) You know, have you ever had that, that neck strain, that issue, you're trying to read something late at night or watch a little TV? These can help you see. I found out these actually exist and people use these. $13.99 on Amazon. Don't open a new tab if you're watching online just quite yet. Let's check out the second one. This is awesome. Are you ready? The baby mop. Okay. I don't know where this was, but if I would have had this at the start, my floors would be awesome. Because this is amazing, the baby mop. Mama's happy, baby's happy, it's amazing. Crawl and clean the floors all in one. Okay, I got one more for you. Now this one, this might be my favorite. Looks like a suitcase, right? But it's a scooter. all about this. My husband said earlier, he said, they missed it with the name of this product. This should have been the scoot case. I think that is awesome. So all these products are there to make our life more convenient. And so, 
You know, the other day, some of my friends, and you know them well, the Pamelias, Pastor Chris did an awesome job in the nine o'clock service preaching. If you didn't hear it, you need to go back and listen to it. It was awesome. But they welcomed a new baby into the world a couple months back. Yeah, Elijah. So Allison and Chris, you know how it is when you have a new baby. So the Stroops, we wanted to send them some food. So we thought, you know, they don't want me cooking. If you don't know me, you do not want me cooking or in a kitchen. So I just said, hey, let's find waiter. I love waiter. Does anybody else love waiter? Okay. Well, I love waiter. <laughs> I, I got on. We're, they, they like to eat healthy. You know, they do the healthy thing. So we're going to get them Zoe's. So I, I text and find out, hey, what do y'all want? Okay, Allison wants a steak stack sandwich. This is important. And Chris wants a spinach salad with double chicken. Okay, add a little more protein. So I placed the order, super convenient, checked it off my list, done. I can take care of the kids and all the other crazy things that are happening today. Well, about six o'clock when the food's supposed to arrive at their house, I get a text message. I get a text message from Rachel who works on our Highland campus team. She's amazing. Um, And she sends this text. It says something like this. Thank you so much, Marla. You have no idea how much I needed this. Today was a little crazy. I got my son in the house and we didn't know what we were gonna do for dinner. And wow, I just, you're the best. I am looking at my phone and going, what is happening? What did I do? And so I just text Allison, Allison, did y'all get your food yet by any chance? And she says, no, still waiting. So I do a little research, get on waiter and try to find, okay, what address did I send this to? Send it to the right address. Come to find out they live 10 houses down from each other. And it just so happened that they bring the meal to Rachel instead of the Pamelias. Isn't that crazy? And the best part about it, I love this. The irony of all of this is Rachel gets her meal and she opens it up and it's a steak stack sandwich and spinach salad with double chicken. And y'all, she doesn't eat meat. I am so thoughtful. I know she was thinking, what is Marla doing? But I'm always looking for a way to make things a little more convenient. You know, convenience is defined in the dictionary as the state of being able to proceed with something with little effort or difficulty. And you know, the idea of convenience sounds great, but there's another side of convenience that we can't ignore. You know, why is it that we have every intention to change something in our lives? We want to, we set goals, but the moment we face opposition, we give up. You know, for me, That's eating healthy. I'm going to make a decision. I'm going to eat healthy. But then I show up to the office. This is a true story. And it's Mr. Joe's birthday. And Mr. Joe, we're having donuts for Mr. Joe's birthday. And I can't not eat a donut for Mr. Joe. That would be rude, right? You got to eat the donut. So eat the donut. That's the right thing to do. Love others more than you love yourself. I will sacrifice So I eat one. But you know what the problem is? Tomorrow it's somebody else's birthday. And you know what? All 365 days of the year, somebody is celebrating a birthday. So I'm eating a donut. Does that sound good to y'all? So it's convenient until 
Our things are hard until they're not convenient. You know, why is it that we leave church on Sundays or we're watching online and we feel conviction and we know things in our life need to change, but the moment we face the whirlwind of life and opposition, we pull back. You know, this is real because sometimes I feel like that car, you know those toy cars that you can pull back and it goes click, 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 and then you release and they just go That's the way I feel on Sundays. I come and I'm a part of worship with this amazing team and I'm fired up and I'm like, click, 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 click. And then Sunday, I'm like, or Sunday evening, I'm like, whoa, we're storming the gates of hell. And then Monday, I'm like still going just a little bit and then Tuesday and we're to a stop. Anybody else relate to that? So as we're trying to do this, we have a, a mindset to change or to do something different, but the moment things come that aren't convenient, we're stopped. You know, maybe you decide, hey, it's time to join a small group. I've put it off for too long. And so you decide, hey, I'm gonna walk right out this door, I'm gonna go to guest services, and there's Miss Wanda. Sweet Miss Wanda with that smile. And she's gonna tell me all about small groups and the opportunities I have to join a small group. And she even found one in my area. But you know what? It's on a Wednesday night. And if I did that, I'd have to rearrange my schedule and it's just not worth it. It's crazy. But we do that, right? Maybe we really want change in our life, but we aren't willing to pay the price for it. Who wants to be inconvenienced, right? And here's the truth. Convenience should never determine our obedience. Today, we're gonna look at a passage in Acts 24. So if you wanna go with me in your Bibles, I wanna give you a little background to what's happening. You see, Paul, we're gonna read about Paul in this passage, and he is in Jerusalem, and he is in the temple, and there's a group of people that see him that disagree with the way he believes in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so there's a mob created, a Roman Um, commander sees this and goes to rescue Paul and get him out of there. And he hears his case and he can't find any fault in him. So he sends him to the governor Felix in Caesarea. And he goes before the governor. So the Jewish high priests, the Jewish officials, they meet him there and they are going to present their case against Paul. They're telling this Roman governor all the things that are wrong with Paul and what he's doing to stir up trouble. And Paul defends himself. And he says, hey, I am a believer in Jesus Christ. Let me just tell you that right now. But I'm not stirring up any trouble. And so we're gonna pick up in verse 22. So if you'll read with me, it says, at that point, Felix, who was quite familiar, everybody say quite familiar, with the way, adjourned the hearing and said, wait until Lysias, the garrison commander, arrives. Then I will decide the case. He ordered an officer to keep Paul in custody, but to give him some freedom and allow his friends to visit him and take care of his needs. That sounds nice, right? A few days later, Felix came back with his wife, Drusilla, who was Jewish. Sending for Paul, they listened as he told them about faith in Christ Jesus. As he reasoned with them about righteousness and self-control in the coming day of judgment, Felix became frightened. Go away for now, he replied. When it is more convenient, I'll call for you again. He also hoped that Paul would bribe him, so he sent for him quite often and talked with him. They're talking often about Jesus Christ. 
after two years went by this way, this is a lot of talking about Jesus, for two years, Felix was succeeded by Portius Festus and, became, and because Felix wanted to gain favor with the Jewish people, he left Paul in prison. Two years, it's a long time. Now in this passage, there are two different people. We see Felix, who is a governor in Caesarea. He's a Roman governor. He's familiar with the way. He's heard about the gospel. He's married to Drusilla, who's Jewish. But he's also probably seen all the Christians um, that are coming in that area. He seems interested, but it's not convenient. And then you got Paul, who's called by God to share the gospel. But he finds himself as a prisoner. He finds himself in chains, but he knows that he's here for a reason. You see, one chose convenience, but the other was inconvenienced. One chose convenience, but the other was inconvenienced. So let's look at Felix first and the cost of convenience. Felix made a decision of convenience. You know, in verse 22, we read that word familiar. He was familiar with the way. He had heard about it. He had heard about it often. For two years, Paul and him talked about Jesus. For two years. You know, when I hear that word familiar, I can relate to that word. You know, I am a PK. That explains a lot, right? A pastor's kid. I grew up in church. My mom and my dad were both pastors. Both of my grandparents on both sides are pastors. I feel like I was in church every day of the week. We didn't miss church. In fact, my mom was playing organ on the day I was born and she had to finish service before she headed to the hospital. That is a true story. Cannot miss church. So that's how I grew up. Very familiar. But you know what? Familiarity doesn't produce change. Just hearing it often doesn't produce change in us. We could say it like this. Felix was a hearer, but not a doer. James said it like this in 122, James 122, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Man, when I read that, how many times do I go around deceiving myself? I hear, but I'm supposed to be a doer. We also know Felix was convicted. He was frightened, the scripture said. He probably heard and he was convicted, but he thought about what is everyone else gonna think? The Bible says there in that passage that he kept Paul in prison because he wanted to please the Jewish people. He was worried about what people thought. You know, Charles Stanley says this, I love this. He says, too many Christians have a commitment of convenience. Man, he's talking, he's talking to me. They'll stay faithful as long as it's safe and doesn't involve risk, rejection, or criticism. Instead of standing alone in the face of challenge or temptation, they check to see which way their friends are going. Wow. His convenience cost him eternity. You know, maybe you see yourself in Felix and you can relate. You put off things. You feel the need to change things. You come to church. You read scripture. You feel God's kindness drawing you to repentance. That's what the scripture says. His kindness draws us to repentance and you feel that conviction. But just like Felix, you say, go away for now. When it is more convenient, I will call for you. Go away for now. You know, sometimes we get caught up in the now. 
We, we think about the now and we forget what we're truly living for. I'll never forget somebody once showed me the difference between my life and eternity. And there's no way to really picture eternity, but if you can imagine if my hands were spread out as far as they could go, this is forever. And then on October 15th is this, and the day that God will choose to take me home is this. That is my life compared to this. Yet I get so caught up in the now and the conveniences of this little section right here that I forget about why I'm here in the first place. And so it becomes about my agenda in this as opposed to his agenda in a whole big plan. You know, I can make decisions with me in mind, but I have to think about eternity. And if you find yourself relating to Felix and you put off change, what do you do? I wanna read this scripture to you. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, one through two, it says, as God's partners, we beg you not to accept this marvelous gift of God's kindness and then ignore it. For God says, at just the right time, I heard you. On the day of salvation, I helped you. Indeed, the right time is now. Is now. Today is the day of salvation. Those words now and today, they're scary sometimes, amen? You can always say tomorrow. It's easy to say tomorrow. Tomorrow I'll do that. But today, it's time to, we were more than just hearing the word and we become doers of the word. You know, for Felix, this moment was about salvation. But for you, it might be a moment of surrender to Jesus. Maybe you've been familiar. Maybe you've been coming to church or listening online and you've heard it over and over again and you say, hey, it's too late for me to be the one that raises my hand to say I need to surrender to Jesus. I've heard it. I can't do that now. Or maybe it might be something specific that God has been asking you to do. You've been reading in scripture, you've been praying, and you feel like God is asking you to do something, but you've put it off. And you said, hey, I'll get to that, not today. You know, when I read this passage this week, it shook me, because I saw myself. I saw myself saying this so many times, when it is more convenient. So what about Paul? Paul, our, our second person in this story, let's talk about him and the call of inconvenience. You know, Paul was here in prison for two years. Can you imagine being in prison for two years, two years of waiting on a judgment, two years of being called before Governor Felix to share about the gospel. He was literally ministering to the same man and his wife for two years. <laughs> That's discouraging if you really think about that. But Paul knew he was part of God's plan. You know, Paul, if you read back a couple chapters before in Acts, the Bible says that Paul was visited by God and that God told him, you will go before the Roman officials. You will be in Rome sharing about the good news. Now, if I'm Paul and God told me that, I would be fired up. I'd be like, yes, I'm going to Rome. I'm gonna be the guest of honor. I'm gonna to get to go and speak before all these people and share the good news of Jesus Christ. And they're gonna clap and they're gonna love me and it's gonna be awesome and lives are gonna be changed. But I'm sure Paul did not picture himself in chains as a prisoner. 
And that's how this happened. There was a call of inconvenience in his life. He was holding on to a promise. He was holding on to a promise. You know, our kitchen, um, we finally decided it was time to correct some things that are wrong with it. We had cabinets that the doors wouldn't even shut. Did y'all know child safety locks can keep cabinets closed? So if you don't have kids and you have a problem with a cabinet that won't close, you just use a child safety lock. It works wonders. But it was time to make some changes in our kitchen. And so we decided, hey, we're going to go meet with some people. We're going to make some changes. And we sat down. Now, let me just tell you, my house is a wreck right now. It is a wreck. All the contents of my living room and, and my kitchen are all in our three bedrooms. Now, there's six of us. I have four kids and they're all here and it is crazy. It's hard to get in and out of the house. We've had more pizza than I would like to admit. We have, look, my kids have learned how to spell in the dirt on the, on the floor. It's great. We're ready for school at home. We've got this. And, and, and not to mention, and I don't know if you've noticed, but I have a black eye because of the construction in our home. So this week, I'm getting ready. I'm, we're, I'm gonna share the gospel this week. This is gonna be awesome. But as I'm maneuvering in my house in the middle of the night, I trip, I fall. And if you think Legos hurt when you step on them, try having them be smashed in your face. Oh, and it was quite funny, y'all. It's okay, you don't have to feel sorry for me. I was like, what just happened? I had no idea, but Legos to the face. So, but I keep holding on to the promise that I'm gonna love this kitchen. It's gonna be worth it. I just keep holding on. I want it to be easy, but it's not easy, right? It's not easy. You know, the path to what we're looking for isn't always convenient. When I sat down with Taylor at that cabinet store and Andy and I said, hey, this is what we would love. She did not tell me about dust and pizza and black eyes. She just told me how pretty my kitchen was going to look. And so I was holding on to that promise. But isn't that like us in our life? We receive a promise for God, but but it doesn't quite look the way we thought. And what Paul, what happened to Paul, it looked like a detour. It looked like a detour. But God did not bring Paul to Rome without prison. And I can't help but think that Paul thought about the heroes of faith in the Old Testament. He grew up as, as a Jew and he learned all about these people. And I can't help but think that he thought back to Moses and how God did not bring Moses to the promised land without a wilderness. And I bet he thought about David, who God did not bring to face a giant or to become king without facing a giant. And you know, I know he knew about Jesus, who had to endure a cross. To save the world, he had to endure a cross. And you know what Jesus' response to this was? I love this passage. I want to read to you John 12, 27 through 28. This was Jesus' response. He said, now my soul is deeply troubled. Should I pray, Father, save me from this hour? But this is the very reason I came. Father, bring glory to your name. Wow. You know, I want to read the message translation. It's a paraphrased translation, but I love the way it says it. It says, right now, I am storm-tossed, and what am I going to say? Father, get me out of this? No, 
This is why I came in the first place. I'll say, Father, put your glory on display. The next time we're faced with an inconvenience, what are we going to say? You know, if I'm honest, my first response is get me out of this. Get me out of this. Lord, rescue me. I want this to be over. Get me out of this. And I'm quick to pray that. But that's the easy response. But what about the call on our life is easy? What is easy about denying ourselves? What is easy about taking up our cross? That's not easy. And there's a call of inconvenience for us. So how do we respond? We live out our mission. We live it out. We can't let conditions stop us. You know, this world we live in right now, it's crazy. It's wild. But the mission doesn't stop. And you know, that's what I love about this church. We don't stop. Crisis happens and we say, what can we do? The mission is still to be a healing place for a hurting world. It doesn't stop. That's what I love about the people of this church. We're resilient. We keep going even when it's tough because we're about the mission. You know, what would happen if all of us started looking for all these moments as a moment to share the gospel? Philippians 1 verse 12 is a passage that many theologians believe that Paul wrote as he was referring to his time in prison. I wanna read it to you. He says, I want you to know, my dear brothers and sisters, that everything that has happened to me here has helped to spread the good news. For everyone here, including the whole palace guard, knows that I am in chains because of Christ. And because of my imprisonment, most of the believers here have gained confidence and boldly speak God's message without fear. Amen? Paul said that about this time. He knew why he was here. He knew about the call of inconvenience. One person in this story chose convenience and the other was inconvenienced. And I don't know who you relate to more right now. You know, if I'm honest, I find myself in both. You know, in Felix, I feel like I choose convenience sometimes. I want the easy way. I don't want things to be difficult. I may put things off and say tomorrow, but what has God been asking you to do that you haven't done because of inconvenience? Maybe you're praying, you're reading God's word. It could be inviting someone to church. It's not convenient. It could be starting or joining a small group. It could be picking up the phone call to say, I'm sorry. Convenience should never determine our obedience. You know, or maybe you relate to Paul right now and you're facing some obstacles. You're in the middle of an inconvenience, but you know you've been called by God. What if God is asking you to think like Paul, to think differently? You know, what if we have all this backwards? What if inconveniences aren't really inconveniences at all? but they're essential parts of our story. What if we stop complaining about our interruptions and embrace them? You know, my dad and I were talking about this this week and he was mentioning how Paul responded to these inconveniences and how he never complained. He said this, he said, there were so many things that happened in Paul's journey that was inconvenient, yet he never complained. Paul knew that inconvenience 
happens to you. Responding the right way makes something happen in you. So what's your response now? What is God trying to do in you? You know, maybe you're watching online or you're here today. If everybody in the room can close your eyes. If you're watching at home, join us in this. Close your eyes. And let's really be thoughtful and really think about this story. How many of you in this room right now are watching online would say, I relate to Felix. That word familiar hit home. I've heard it, but I've never surrendered. Well, let me tell you, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day that we can become doers of the word and not just hearers. So if that's you, maybe there's something that God's been laying on your heart that you need to do and you wanna say, hey, I'm not gonna let things that are convenient stop me. Thank you for listening. Take a moment and subscribe so you can become a part of the community here and stay up to date with what is happening at Healing Place Church. For more information about HPC, visit healingplacechurch.org.